Welcome to Meraki Mentors, a podcast featuring women who create. We interview creatives from every field and around the globe to discuss art, risk-taking, and what it means to live a creative life. Here's your host, Candace Howes. Katie and Victoria are two women I know you're going to love. They joined forces to create Carborough Creative, an inspiring business that empowers local organizations and companies with purposeful design. They shed light on why it's difficult to be creative in the corporate world, how creativity expands into the ways we communicate and brand ourselves, and how putting your skills into work leads to opportunity. This is one conversation that's just as fun and diverse as the work they create. And welcome back to Meraki Mentors. I am so excited to share our guests today. We have Katie and Victoria here, who are the co-founders of Carborough Creative. So first and foremost, thank you ladies for joining us today. Thanks for having us. Awesome. So I'm going to get started by just kind of letting you both um kind of introduce yourselves, um, who you are, um, how you formed Carborough Creative, and kind of give us a little overview of what your services are. Yeah, my name is Katie Kelly. I am one of the co-founders and the managing director of Carborough Creative, and I'm here today with Victoria, our creative director. Hi. So Carborough Creative is a graphic design, web design, and branding agency whose mission is to empower women-owned and women-led businesses nonprofits, and sustainable startups to succeed with impactful design. So Carborough Creative grew out of Victoria and I's frustration with our options in the typical workforce. For me, it was having to suffer, suffer through sexual harassment in multiple industries. And for Victoria, it was having to balance motherhood with an inflexible work schedule. So we are two of many, many women leaving the traditional workforce. Since 1997, women-owned businesses have grown 114%, and businesses owned by women of color have increased 467%. So this is compared to the national average of 42%. And what this means is women are leaving the traditional workforce at an exponential rate, uh, creating a, a need, a need that hasn't really been answered. So Victoria and I, frustrated with our own working situation, decided to really pool our resources to create a space where other women can come to get listened to, um, heard, and spoken to with the design and web design, graphic design, and branding that we do for them. That is awesome. That's fantastic. And I love that you all took something that um, is so relatable to people, which is the um, all of the frustrations that you know, we typically hear about an experience in corporate America, especially as women, and we're really able to say that, hey, we're not just going to create, you know, another company that, you know, might help with marketing or branding, but we're actually going to look at it from the perspective of what are women dealing with? Who are the people that are starting these companies? And what is their perspective and experience? And how can we actually engage with that? Like, I, I love that you all went deeper than just what you're offering to, you know, the startup or the entrepreneur. Yeah, and, and we found that our relationships with clients are, are just that, they're relationships. So we go into every new client experience really trying to get to know them. And so we can understand their wants and needs and provide them with something that really um, is part of them and speaks to them instead of just kind of telling them what we think they want or what we think they need. 
And we found that, it, I mean, it ends up with better design. We have a better product because of it and a better relationship. So we actually just crunched the numbers a couple of days ago and 85% and of our clients are return clients. So they've come to us for one thing and then they just keep on coming back. And, and a lot of that is because of the relationships that we're forming with them. And it's more fun for us too. You know, we get to know the people that we're working with. Um, which is part of why we're doing what we're doing. What would you all say that you have found is, um, is the key to building good relationships? It's kind of like this mystical thing, right? Like, okay, we want to work together, get to know our client, but everyone knows like, we're here to make money. We're here to be in business. So what would you all say is like key or some of the attributes to truly having an authentic relationship with your client? Um, I would say one of the biggest things that we do mm -hmm. is uh, listen. <laughs> um, and that's how much that makes a difference in what we do. Um, so we, you know, approach every time, like we meet a client for the first time, you know, we really try to kind of pull out from them their story, um, who they are, how they view the world, <laughs> what, and what that means for what they're actually looking for. You know, because what we're trying to do mm -hmm. is visually represent people um, in a very, you know, girl and, you know, visual way. So we have to kind of pull that out of people. People a lot of times don't really know, aren't expect, don't expect to actually have to, you know, tell that to somebody when they're getting a design done. You know, they don't realize that that's really important. Um, and so that's kind of one of our biggest things. And it's also one of the things that a lot of women who come to us um, have had issues with in the past. You know, they went to other designers or other um, agencies and just kind of felt as if they weren't listened to. Um, and so, and when we talked to them, we, you know, we basically formed a pseudo friendship and I mean, really get to know people and it can be easy for them to just like, kind of tell us what they want and we can actually create what they want from that because we actually are paying attention. Yeah. And I think a huge part of that too is just, is us being authentic and ex expecting authenticity from both sides, which you don't really get a ton of in the business world. Um, I worked in corporate for a little bit and everything is, everything's in a box. You know, you're expected to be a certain way and say a certain thing and act in a certain way. Um, and that limits creativity a ton. So we can say no to a client if we don't think that we're going to add value for each mm -hmm. other. What we found is just is being ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned something that, um, that stood out to me of, you know, being comfortable with recognizing if a client, like you said, wouldn't be able to have a, a good relationship or build value how do you all kind of gauge that and not meaning that kind of in too much of a personal way but just kind of in general as you know someone who's running their own business how can you kind of gauge you know this is going to be a really good partnership for us or maybe not without getting too far down the line um definitely learned from our mistakes <laughs> uh the first time mm -hmm. one of our very first clients um happened to be Know, a, a, a difficult client, but also just someone who our, our values definitely didn't align. Um, and it's something that we spent a lot of time trying to navigate um, with mm -hmm. respond to this person. How do we communicate with this person? Because we were having a really difficult time doing this. Um, and so, you know, we had, we had to actually end up kind of firing a client, which is a Kind of empowering but it's also terrifying um and so we really 
work hard to now when we are trying to vet a client that we're taking on, you know, um, we try to make sure that what their their needs are are something that we can meet. One, two, their expectations is something that we can, you know, rise to. And then three, honestly, like, you know, you can tell when you're vibing with somebody or not, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because it, we like, we our intuition when it comes to that. Like when you have somebody and you meet them and you're like, oh, this is weird and I don't like it, you know, like you kind of have to respect that. And as a woman, we're kind of told to like push that off a lot of times and, and ignore that. But, you know, because mm-hmm. of it and, and realize who we are and what we can do and, you know, we can keep trying to maybe aware of how, how the, that kind of stuff happens. Absolutely. Have any, did either one of you ever start a business or anything like this before? Like, did you have any experience in this area? Yeah, so I have um, experience working with startups. So right after college, I started as an office manager and then within a few months became the product manager for a startup in Raleigh that was developing a product that can detect date rape drugs in drinks. Hmm. So it was a very female empowering company doing making a product for women which really gave me um, exposure to how to run a successful startup, how to work with investors, how to um, be in a boardroom and start those conversations, and also how to stay creative and stay um, stay with what's current in the market. So I think a lot of that has driven how I approach mm-hmm. our business and how I approach business development and um, our, our own branding. And that also really inspired me to, to focus on companies um, led by women, working, or led by women, owned by women, or do, that are doing something important for women. So I know that you kind of had um, experience in different ways in terms of the actual creative side of what you do, the branding, the graphic design. What was kind of your experience coming into the business? Um, always been drawing or crafting sewing, you know, very rarely have I have a hard time watching TV without actually doing something else. So um, I feel like, I don't know, it was just natural for me. Yeah, I've had a weird journey. <laughs> so I actually studied economics and philosophy as an undergrad. Hmm. So something different than what I'm doing right now. I've always been really good at knowing what looks good and how to put things together. But I was never an artist in the hmm. sense of I, I can't draw and I can't paint. I've always been an artist in a lot of other ways, and it's really taken until me being in this adult life to, to recognize that as being artistic. So I was a performance artist for years, and once I was working at the startup, I started taking on a lot of the creative responsibilities since I was working primarily with engineers. So I was starting product design, packaging design, and, and really wor- started working within the Adobe Illustrator and Design and Photoshop Suite. Um, kind of teaching myself as I as I went and finding that it was really easy and came super naturally to me. That's how my brain works. It's it's not a skill set. It can't be a job. So it's been a lot of like, okay, well, I love doing this. I'm going to learn as much as possible about it. Um, I'm such a self self starter, self self learner, and I've always been that way. I learn way better when I can just go out and do it. Mm-hmm. Took a job in marketing at another company, which really helped. Um, hone in my skill set and learn a lot more and then decided to to go at it alone and or with Victoria. Absolutely. And I love what you said about how, you know, kind of coming in, you have you see those two different backgrounds. You see like how you Victoria have always kind of had that 
creative knack and that talent of naturally doing things, making things in a more traditional way that we would see being creative or artistic and Katie coming from a different format where she has very much that same uh, that same mind. And so it's kind of great to see that we have all of these different ways in which we can actually create something that didn't exist into the world and actually produce something that's beneficial to other people without it always being that traditional concept that I painted a picture or I wrote a book. Like it's really great to see you all shaping that and then working with creativity in other ways of people who are creating businesses and products. Definitely. And I think like running a business, it's so much right brain, left brain. So there's so much creativity and and how you position yourself, how you brand yourself, you know, the web design, your actual creative spot. But when you're thinking about business development, that's also creative. It's how do you want to see your business grow and how can you envision that happening? Um, and then there's, you know, the, the right, the left brain aspect. Of it is also super analytical and rational and looking at your competitors and finding your markets and really being smart about the way you grow your business. For me, being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur and, and doing my own thing just made the most sense to kind of mesh together my right brain, left brain. That is a, a great idea. I think that you need both, even people who are, who think that they are completely like right brain, you really need both because even when you're coming up with things, there's got to be some, you know, analytics to it. So it's, it's definitely important that we're always using both sides of that. What would you say has been the most challenging thing about starting Carbill Creative? And on the flip side, what has been the most rewarding part? Yeah, so um, I think one of the most challenging parts is not knowing how to plan, so not having the data to figure out like what we can expect in the next few months or having a solidified pipeline um, and then navigating like how do we really become self-sustaining so we're not always out there seeking new products, projects. And I think that's definitely going to be an always learning thing. And I think we probably will always be out there, but I also know that there are ways that we can be more efficient um, in that arena and just never having to personally go out and find business myself. Mm-hmm. It's always been, I've worked for businesses. I've seen it done. So that's been super helpful, but actually being the one doing it, you know, that's, it's, there's definitely a learning curve there. I would say my hardest part was um, adjusting my life to accommodate a full-time you know, when you say full time, it's really like overtime because you're like you're constantly working. Yes. <laughs> I leave here and then I still like, still working at nine o'clock at night. You know what I mean? Like you're always just like always on something. You're always texting. We're always like, did you see that email? Did you do this yet? You know what I mean? It's like a constant mm-hmm. thing. I have a I have a son and he's young and he has special needs, so it's kind of hard to find consistent and affordable care. It's a lot of like planning and trying to figure out where he's for this week because when we're at work I don't know I literally love every second of it me and Katie have the best time <laughs> when we're actually working it's hard for me to you know sometimes like today they cancel school because there's a hurricane apparently <laughs> you know things like that it can be really difficult you know we're really proud of the work that we do and we're actually really proud that people that we do the work for um it's helping them you know it's definitely it's helping them get further in their careers and in their you know organizations yeah, the rewarding part of it is we we get to see um, we get to see our, our design in action. I think is super cool. So we get to see these websites launched and hear the feedback from our clients that you know it's made a difference and that their analytics are showing that they're getting more clicks or it's just an easier flow for their users. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, that's so empowering for us too, knowing that we're, we're not just like talking the talk, we're actually creating stuff that works and that our clients love. You all said so many great things there. So I'm, I'm definitely making mental notes of um, things I want to ask you about. But I would definitely start off. I love um, the point that you made, Victoria, about, you know, full time, but it's really overtime because that's true when you're working for yourself or you're starting anything. Your, your mind is always racing. It's always working. Like you said, you'll look up and it'll be 10 o'clock at night and you're still doing things. How do you all kind of balance taking care of yourself within you know the overdrive and the immense responsibility that it takes to operate your own business so yeah it's it's so important to try to create boundaries i think setting boundaries with your clients and for yourselves so when we're working with clients we we take client feedback client meetings within the hours of nine to five more or less or we really try to stay within that time frame because it really forces us to um be efficient with our time, but also create space outside of that for our own lives. You know, granted, we typically work more than that. And like Victoria was saying, we're, we're always on our phones, checking our emails. You know, I went to a, an event this morning at 730. So we're, we're doing things outside of those hours. But um, having that schedule has been super helpful as a reminder to like, hey, you know, it's, it's 6 p.m. right now, like, take a minute, go to a yoga class or cook something. <laughs> Um, converted my upstairs of my house into our office. So we have an office, a bathroom, and some working space. Sometimes I work late a lot, but like on the weekends, we pretty much shut off because um, otherwise you're just going to burn yourself out really quickly. Absolutely. Yeah, I found the same thing that it's really important scheduling and giving yourself kind of time frames of time frames or blocks in which to work or which to take a break or just kind of maybe alter your... Um, your environment or what you're working on is really, really helpful because it can become a situation where you're just going full steam ahead and kind of getting burned out. So you need to constantly kind of shift gears a little bit in your mind and keep things fresh. Have you all had an opportunity to um, participate? I know you all um, recently had a trip. Um, I think there was like a, a conference or an event that you attended. So have there been any kind of cool opportunities that have kind of come out of this where you've been able to speak somewhere or kind of meet other entrepreneurs, um, that kind of thing? Yeah, we actually just got back from Los Angeles where we spoke at the WordPress conference. We gave a presentation that was titled Empowering Women with Design. So we talked a lot about like how we use design as a tool for social change and how we use what we do to help empower other women and really start a conversation on what that means as designers um, who aren't necessarily doing what we're doing, but how to create that space where you're working and how to be better listeners, how to be better designers, and how to be uh, more accessible to women and how to create with women's mind. So it was really fun to go there and really talk about what we love and and have a lot of good feedback and have a super engaged audience and really start the conversation and then also meet some really cool ladies that were there. Awesome. That's really cool. It's always great when you're able to, like you said, be involved and meet people and also get to like see new places too. So that's fantastic. Anyone who would love to work with you, what would you like them to know about your work style and the way you build relationships in your company in general? So we definitely want them to know that this should be a fun experience, that we want to create a space where they can get excited about what we're doing and not feel intimidated in their experience working with agencies. They might get the like stuck up designer vibe. That's mm -hmm. not us at all. <laughs> and we never want that to be us. 
<laughs> so like I want it to be a fun experience. I want it to be interactive or if they don't want to be a part of it, I want them to know that they could trust us handing it off. I, I would just want them to, to know that it would be fun and casual <laughs> and just not, not anything that they should feel like intimidated or worried about. I love that. And I love your enthusiasm behind it and being able to stay energetic while at the same time, like you said, being professional and being able to kind of adapt to different clients. Yeah. And I think we've gotten that feedback a lot too from our clients is that when Victoria and I are in the room together talking about what we do or talking about what we're thinking um, in terms of design, like it's exciting and, and they can feel the enthusiasm and, it, and it's all authentic. You know, we're not really putting on a show. We're just being ourselves and getting excited about it. And I think our clients can feel that and that helps them get excited about it as well. Do you all have any way that anyone listening can get in touch with you if they want to find out more and work with you guys? Yeah, so the best place to start if you're interested in those services is check out our website, um, carborocreative.com, C-A-R-R-B-O-R-O, creative.com. And on our site, you'll find in-depth who we are, you know, about us, why we're doing what we're doing. And then you can also check out our portfolio on our work page. And um, in terms of things on the horizon right now, so we're actually in talks with University Women's Center about designing and implementing a campaign to end sexual assault on campus. So it's a really, really cool project that we're trying to culminate grants and funding and a lot of other stuff. So it's still in the works and not sure when we're going to, we're going to pull the trigger, but it's definitely something that we're super excited about and feel like could be super impactful and another project where we'll really get to use design as a tool for social change and see that in action. And I think that's probably our most exciting thing on the horizon right now. Definitely. I love that. And it's great to see, um, it's great to see organizations working together, working with local organizations and being able to come together for really important issues and topics like that. So that is, yeah, that's huge. I'm, I'm excited to see it. And that's another part of what we do is, you know, we work with other, like Victoria said, like other badass women who are doing badass things. And we hire, we hire women, we promote women, we, we try to empower women in all the ways that we can and use our platform uh, for that. We have a really cool and really fun um, segment that is called Meraki Picks. So the first one is, what is a restaurant that you would suggest? everyone goes to uh mateo's in durham that's my go-to it's definitely more on the pricey side so i think i go like once a year Ooh. if that um stage oh. in temple hill yeah can i switch mine to but like it is so good and every time we go there yeah. we just get two platters and share it and love every bite of it yes. so i would highly recommend I've heard a lot of people like I've been by Sage, but I've never eaten there. So I need to I need to get on that next time I'm in Carborough. I need to do that. Amazing. And my my boyfriend, who's not a vegetarian, loves it too. So I highly recommend it for vegetarians and non-vegetarians. Awesome. Okay, what is a song that has been stuck in your head? Uh, Hollow Notes, <laughs> making your dreams true, and that's for both. of <laughs> so this is like month three or something and we were still building up clients so we weren't as busy as we were now and I don't know how this happened but we started making a 
coordinated choreographed dance to making your dreams come true. And it became a bit where um, for our next company pitch, we were going to enter the conference room um, with the dance and it would be more of an intro to Carborough Creative. There'd be a mic drop. There's a there's a uh, planned little argument inside of the dance. There's some kicking of chairs and squeaking of chairs and a lot of like fist bumps and high fives. And, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, and we would never, never, ever do it. But it was so funny. And it was probably just funny to us. And we're okay with that. <laughs> that is the most awesome thing ever. I love that. We were talking about filming it and then ending it with like now hiring for whenever we need to hire someone full time. So it's kind of like a like a test to see if you can get through that video and, and be okay with it and be like, oh, yeah, that's normal. And you fit in really well with us. <laughs> All right, and the last one is, what is a um, a favorite quote of yours or maybe like a piece of advice um, that you kind of live by or that you turn to whenever you need a, a little boost? Ooh, well, um, we just posted this on Instagram, but one of my favorite things is empowered women empower women. So there's, you know, the, the stigma of... Um, women tearing each other down and, you know, oh, girls can't be friends. And, and that, I, that idea that like women um, have to be against each other, which is, is such a big lie. Yes. <laughs> and something that as a society are finally starting to address and, and recognizing that like as women, we need to be there for each other and help each other out and figure out how to navigate this very like patriarchal society and um, kind of team together. And when you, you do like amazing things happen. So that's, that's definitely like the foundation of what we do and who we are as people. So I, I just, I love that. Like empowered women, empower women. I love that too. That is such a a great note to remember. Um, well, at this point, I like to always just kind of open the floor for a moment and ask you all if there's anything else that you would like to share with us. You have the floor. And if not, that's totally fine too. I mean, I think one thing that I, I would just like to touch on, you know, we have been both really lucky to be in a position where we've been able to start our own business. Um, you know, having a job before that allowed me to have a savings and, and give us this, like, opportunity to do it. And we also recognize that not everybody has that opportunity to just dive in and, and start their own thing from the ground up. You know, that's a privilege. And we, we recognize that. And so... Um, for, for people who might not have that same privilege who are looking to do their own thing, like my my biggest suggestion is start small, you know, start start taking on a client while you're in your other job, start start building that network while you still have security and, and really just um I don't know, it, it's it's we're very lucky and um I just wanted to recognize that. Absolutely. I'm so glad that you shared that because that is important to remember that everyone's journey is a little different their paths to you know pursuing that independence can be different but it's all possible with the right planning and the right attitude so I'm so glad that you said that one of my um my father-in-law always told my husband this um throughout his whole life and working man can find a job you know what I mean and the concept of that is very like you know, it's also based on man, which <laughs> I'm not a fan of. Like when you when you do work hard, you know, um, things do happen, and mm -hmm. it's important to recognize that sometimes working hard is is kind of 
kind of the important part about making change happen. Just such a wonderful time today for sharing so much about your story and so much encouragement to everyone who is listening. It is so greatly appreciated. And I look forward to just seeing all of the fantastic things that you all are working on and going to do in the future. So much, Candace. Thanks so much for having us. And I'm so excited to see your podcast continue to grow. This is amazing. And I'm so excited to see what your future holds as well. Definitely make sure that you... Um, visit Carbro Creta, that you follow them on social media and check out all the amazing things that they're doing. Candice, thank you so much. so much for listening. Remember to rate or review us on iTunes, Facebook, or your favorite podcast app. You've been listening to Meraki Mentors Podcast with Candace House. We're honored you chose to spend your time with us today. To learn more about today's guest or the podcast, visit MerakiMentorsPodcast.com. Don't forget to create and connect.